Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Supply. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. Here's the pitch. Breaking ball popped up. Who wants it? John Bolton is there. He's got it. Hunter Holland with the complete game. Roland and Holland embrace, and the Hawks take the series, and they remain atop the SEC standings with the most wins in the conference at 19. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, Trent Daniel, all broadcasting live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. We are going to have Razorback pitcher Hunter Holland on the show here in just a second. Uh, first, though, let's squeeze uh, Ro in, who's on the line. What's up, Ro? Squeeze me in real quick. Uh gonna be hard behind the highlands to follow this one. Uh, first of all, I want to say the Lakers play tonight. Uh, everybody tuned in. You can watch the greatest of all time. Uh, suit up. Uh, second of all, it was yesterday. I called in, uh, speak about the Job Moran situation. I got off the phone, and then like when I got off the phone, it was like a ten minute segment, and it was nothing but Laker bashing and LeBron bashing, and you know. Like like Michael Jordan said in the last dance, you know, I kind of took that person. Not even headband stepped in to say, you know, stop the cap. So, like, what they all talked about. So, I just wanted to call in and straighten a few things out. First of all, it was brought up about LeBron switching teams and leaving them in shambles. I forgot a little buddy name that was on there yesterday, but that was brought up. Well, any all-time great, when he leaves the team, that team is not good the next year. Look it up. When the Lakers lost Magic and Kareem, bad. Jordan uh, left the Bulls, bad. Any all-time great, he leaves the team, they're not good. The sign of his great. Second, said Cleveland was still struggling. Cleveland had the fourth-best record in the NBA this year. They went out in the first round. They're not struggling. Uh, and let's just get to it. Uh, we got to stop a lot of this cap, a lot of this rhetoric, rhetoric about LeBron and He's not this and he's not that. A lot of that stuff, y'all saying, look, I used to be on that side because he wasn't on my team. And I couldn't stand him and all this other stuff. But it's got to stop at some point because everybody's starting to sound silly. I mean, you, everyone is starting to sound silly talking negative about this man. He has proved you wrong at every point. He said it was a bad idea to trade the, the quote-unquote young core for the Lakers. Well, Lonzo Ball's knee is made out of hamburger meat, and the rest of them dudes never going to lead anybody to a championship. We already got one, and it's looking pretty good for another one. So a lot of the stuff that we've just been leaning on and saying just, ah, something negative about LeBron, it's time to throw it away. We're we starting to sound silly by saying these things, and it's time to throw it away. Lakers is six. Lake show roll. Y'all take it easy. We'll fix to it, and I'll holler at y'all later on. All right, bro. Appreciate it, man. Thanks for calling in. Yes, I know what uh, is triggering him on this Trigger Tuesday as uh, dealing with that. But uh, no, that's uh, that's something that where I know that it's uh, sparked a lot of debate with uh, you know the NBA and the, with the playoffs. And of course, you know, I'm a Celtics fan, or at least root for the Celtics, and they got something good going on for them. But hey, there's a lot of games left, and a lot of series left to see how it all plays out. But uh, we know though that with Razorback baseball and getting to their final regular season matchup against Vanderbilt on the road in Nashville. It's been uh, quite a ride, and one of the players that, of course, uh, needs no introduction, and somebody, and in fact, no, I am going to give him a great introduction, because we need to make sure that we mention every single accomplishment. Not only uh, is he a guy that threw a complete game on Sunday for the Razorbacks in their victory in the rubber match over South Carolina to win the series, but he is also the SEC Pitcher of the Week, and he's also the NCBWA National Pitcher of the Week, and it is Hunter Holland, and he joins us now on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And, Hunter, we really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. I appreciate y'all having me on. 
Yeah, well, we appreciate it, man. I know it's kind of a crazy time right now, but just kind of walk us through what the past few days have been like. I know that you've pitched for Arkansas before. You've had success. I know you've dealt with some injury, but uh, getting all the recognition that you've been getting over the past few days after throwing that complete game, just what's the past few days been like for you via social media and via all these awards you've been winning? Yeah, man, it's cool. Um, it, it, it's cool um, having having an outing like that, and um, then everything that comes with it is it's a blessing for sure. But um, man, we got we got a lot of work to do, and uh, I, I'm excited for this weekend. Um, we're trying to go win win the SEC and uh, move on to the SEC tournament, and then then the regional here. So, um, man, just gotta the I guess the best thing you can do once you have a good outing is have another one. So uh, just just focusing on the next one, just um, trying trying to back it up with a good one, and get get it rolling. Hunter, with that complete game, 113 pitches, what was the previous high that you had in a game prior to throwing the 113? Uh, I think I've thrown 97 this year, uh, or right at 100 a couple times. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that and how that's been going because, you know, that many pitches in that type of game, you don't see it very often, especially with the Dave Van Horn team. So how, how was that approach? What was that conversation like with, with Matt Hobbs and Dave? Was it more of like, hey, keep going until you can't go anymore were they kind of hesitant saying hey maybe we need to bring you out just what, what was that like during the game and the conversations you had with your coaches yeah um really they they didn't nobody said anything to me until after the eighth inning and um you know coach Hobbs will come to me uh i was sitting in the tunnel just because a little bit cooler in there and um coach Hobbs comes to me after every inning and just asks me hey everything still feel good um you know i'll tell him yeah um and he'll tell you know he'll he'll give me some pointers or what he thinks we need to do to attack the next hitters coming up. And, um, really that, that day, uh, on Sunday, he just, you know, came to me, Hey, you good? And I was like, yes, sir. And he, you know, he just say, keep making pitches. And, um, so after, after the eighth inning, um, I, I really wasn't paying attention to my pitch count. I just, I knew I was rolling. I knew I was, you know, going one, two, three. So I knew it was pretty low. And, um, after the eighth inning, I knew I was getting close to a hundred cause I, I could feel it. Um, but, um, he came to me and he said, what do you want to do? And uh, I, I just looked at him and I said, I, I want the ball and I, I want to go. And um, he turned around to walk away and I said, hey, if a runner gets on, you got to take me out, though. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, of course, of course. And anyway, I got the two quick outs. And, of course, some, uh, one of the – I mean, I think he was their best hitter, Melissa. He got he got a hit um, to, to right. And I knew I had a lefty coming up that I pitched – pretty good too all day and i pointed back at the dugout and was like uh hold on man i hold on coach i got it i got this guy so um that i'm, I'm glad i got the got the two outs at least because uh, if the leadoff guy got on i would have gotten taken out but um man it was a, it was a fun day it was a fun day and um that that's definitely definitely an outing i'll remember for a while hey hunter i was just um curious how you're feeling after that outing of you know nine innings all that i know it's day two now and you know you're dealing with a little bit of shin issues a couple weeks ago just how's the body feeling yeah um well i got another i got a shot my another shot on my leg on monday and it's just uh you know it's something that i'm going to be i'm going to battle until i can i can get it fixed after the season but um really really i I don't feel too bad. I mean, I feel like I threw 113 pitches, so um, I was expecting it. Um, um, but, but really, I feel feel like I have after every outing. Um, but I've always been a guy. Always been my body's always. It doesn't matter if I throw 20 pitches or 100. My body kind of feels the same the next couple of days. Um, so nothing I'm not used to. You have an ideal pitch count per inning because 113. That sounds like a lot of pitches, but when you break it down, it's about 13 pitches per inning, which is really good. Yep, yep. Every anything under if you go fifteen or less per inning, like fifteen innings elite. So, um, hundred and thirteen is actually really good for nine innings. Um, but but really the goal is to go fifteen or less uh, every inning, and that'll get you seven strong on on most days. So, um, fifteen or fifteen or less is the is the number that you want to get. Razorback pitcher Hunter Holland is our guest on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Uh, so Hunter, just kind of moving forward and heading into this weekend too, is it going to be the same thing? You're going to be this, the game three starter for Arkansas. I know you start off as an as the ace. You've been in different roles, but uh, as far as the conversations you have and heading into the postseason play as well as the final regular season series, is this kind of going to be the role that you're going to have, and it's going to be the 
guy that comes in in game three usually to get the start? Uh, um, I'm not. I know this weekend I'm going to go on. I'm going to go on Saturday, but it all really just depends. Uh, what, really, what the coaches want to do. Um, I, I like the I like the the game three spot because it's uh, most of the time it's going to be a win or go home situation, especially in the postseason. So um, I enjoy it. Um, I used to, I did it in high school. Um, I would do it. I'd start game one, uh, like a, in the World Series at San Jack, and then you know I'd be pitching in um, elimination game uh, four or five days later. So it's something that I've always done, and um, I, I enjoy it. I like I like it when your back's against the wall and you got you got to dig deep and and fight for it. Um, but but I, I'll do I'll do anything that they ask me to do because um, everyone everyone in the pitching staff is going to step up, and having Brady back is, is huge for us. So, um, I, I'm not sure. I'm not 100 percent sure what we're going to do yet um, for the for the postseason, but um, we'll see. So, Hunter, I know you you pitched two years at JUCO, and uh, being a former JUCO guy myself, I, I redshirted my first year when I was up on the hill. Uh, it was a, an adjustment period for me, but it was pretty obvious you came in ready to go. I was just curious and i know a bunch of other guys are what what was your biggest adjustment going from juco ball playing two seasons you know fall and spring to to to, to a big uh four-year sec school to tell, you, to tell you the truth man it really wasn't a huge adjustment um especially baseball wise um that i'd say the biggest thing was getting used to actually having fans at a game um that 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 part's really cool but um Man, if you execute pitches and and you can throw, you know you can get strike number one. You can get get anybody out. And uh, of course, you know at this level, um, your the hitters are going to hit your mistakes a little bit more often. And um, that's something that I've had to get better at. If you know if I'm that's why I probably lead the country and hit by pitches because <laughs> I've had my mindset. If I'm going to throw throw in, I'm going to get it in. I'm not going to miss over the middle of the plate. So. Um, and and that and that's something that that I think that as a whole as a pitching staff that we've done really well is just you know limiting limiting those mistakes over the middle of the plate and and you know not allowing too big of innings. But um, and JUCO ball is the same, really. Um, you know, at San Jack we played really good competition. I was lucky enough to to pitch in the World Series both years and you know pitch against some really talented teams and. It, it was the it was the same way, you know. If you if you don't execute pitches, you're you're going to get hit. So, um, not not too big of adjustment from from the pitching side of it, but from from a fan base side of it, it's been it's been surreal. You mentioned the fans, Hunter, and I know that it's one thing to see it on video or to watch highlights of it, or maybe you go on a visit. But uh, going from maybe not playing in a bunch with in front of a bunch of fans to a place like Baumwalker Stadium, which I'm sure you'll experience once postseason comes around too. Just what does that do for a pitcher like you, and not only uh, to go out there and perform, but just the energy, the momentum, the everything that goes along with it to to will you to having a great game. What is that like? Yeah, um, man, it means a lot. It means a lot when when your fan base wants to win as bad as you do, because you know they, people don't realize the the hard work that we put in. You know, chasing chasing our dreams, and um, you know we decided to come to a play at, to come to University of Arkansas and play play for Coach Van Horn and um, continue uh, you know the winning tradition that he's built here. So when when you you know just walking around you know um, Fayetteville and people you know come up to you and wish you luck, it's it's awesome and um, it's definitely Fayetteville's everything that I that I hoped it'd be and 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 then some. So it's been it's been a great place and I absolutely love it. How do you guys help each other on the staff, especially fighting through some injury this season? I'm sorry, say that again? How do you guys, as a staff, help each other, especially this season, fighting through some injury? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's just picking each other up. You know, it's if I, if I don't get it done, I know I know whoever's going to come in after me believes in himself, just as we believe in him to uh, come in and, and execute pitches. You know, it's, it's all about executing and believing stuff and um you know, just just competing and and believing that you can, and um, you know everybody on on our staff is is ultra talented and um, work, works their butt off. So I think I think that you know just if we, if we have you know our starting pitching just keep, continues to do what it's doing, um, we're we're going to have good success because the guys have our pen, like Gage Wood, and you know Morris is stepping it up now, and um, along with along with other guys, um, it's just. It's everything's going in the right direction right now. 
you have any kind of bonding that you guys do off the field and not necessarily in, in a game setting, practice setting, just kind of getting together and, uh, and, and doing things off the field? Yeah, um, especially, I mean, this, this has by far been um, one, of the, one of the closest teams that I've been a part of, and uh, normally that, that, that's very rare, especially at a school like this with, with you know, very talented players. Uh, we, we hang out all the time, and it's, it's not just pitchers, hang out pitchers, it's, it's everybody. Um, it, it's awesome. We we go. We'll go to the pool, man. We'll go. We'll go play. We play volleyball in the pool, and uh, a lot of guys like to golf, so we'll go golf, and I'll go beat them doing that. No one, <laughs> no one wants to play golf against me. <laughs> but uh, yeah, go, there's a lot of golfers on the team, so that's fun. Um, man, we we really we enjoy just hanging out with each other. We'll hang out with each other at, in the locker room and um, talk baseball, and and you know give each other a hard time to. The locker room talk is, is something else. So, um, really, it, it's just a joy to be around all the guys and and you know taking taking the uh, you know last few weeks of the season, um, just just taking it slow, taking it all in, and uh, just enjoying it. Hunter Holland is our guest on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Brattle Fine Jewelry Hotline. And Hunter, we had uh, one of your teammates on Gage Wood last week, and uh, we discussed uh, actually golf, and that was the first thing he said. He's like Hunter Holland, hundred percent is the is the best <laughs> golfer. So what I mean, if it's that evident, like have you ever thought about? Of course, baseball's going really well for you, but uh, I mean, how, how do you have you had time to develop the golf game? Because I feel like it'd be pretty tough to balance both of those sports and be successful at them. Yeah, but uh, I I've home. His name's uh, Logan Moore. He plays college golf at Weatherford. And uh, in high school, I I grew. I was always my my dad used to always golf. We used to always golf together. And uh, once he got in high school, I got a job at at a country club and uh, in Hallsville. And so I got free golf there. You know, when I wasn't when I wasn't working. And uh, Logan, my buddy that plays golf, he he worked at a, one of the other like really nice golf courses in town. So um, when we didn't work on the weekends, or uh, you know, when I did work. I'd get off, and after the last golfer got off, then I'd play 12th grade team every day, and so um, team every day, and so um, I just got. I was always. I had a club in my hand, really every every day all, all summer. So um, really, I was just playing a lot, and I'm competitive. And since he plays college golf, he's pretty good. So he he'd always kick my butt, and I didn't like it. So I, I started going to the driving range all the time with um, with buddies, and uh, just just got to where. I was playing pretty good golf, and then it got addicting. And uh, so, last summer I played probably, I probably only missed. I could probably count on both my hands how many days I missed last summer on a golf course. So, um, golf is definitely something that you got to put in the time. And I'm not too good right now. I wish the, I wish these boys could have seen me when I was hitting it good. <laughs> <laughs> last series of the season coming up against Vandy at Vandy. What is it you know about Vandy going into this last series? Uh, I know Van, I know Vandy runs a lot. I know that uh, it's not just Bradfield. It's it's really the, towards the bottom of their lineup. Um, they're they they double still a lot on first and second. Um, they're gonna put pressure on us. Um, it's it's something that we can we can hold as a pitching staff with picking well. Um, you know, doing doing uh, inside move to second base, just keeping them honest, mixing up timing. Uh, it's a team that's gonna they're gonna push bun a lot. They're um, it's not, and like I said, it's not just Bradfield. They're they're going to scratch for runs. They're really aggressive, and um, but it's a team that it's it's an offense that we can hold um, if we if we just pitch like we're we're capable of pitching. And um, Hagan's going to go out on on Thursday, and um, he's going to pound the zone. And um, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit back and just kind of get a feel from for how they're playing, how they're swinging, um, if they're if they're thinking about going the other way, or if they're trying to hit home runs and that'll kind of help help me out the way that i want to attack them um but but they they, they are an aggressive team uh like you know there's like south carolina you know they didn't they, they're not going to run a whole lot they, they hit a lot of home runs that was just something that we got to limit this weekend and that's why we had success so a um, little bit different offense going into vanderbilt but um you know we're we're, we're prepared for it we know we know what we're going to get and um if if we just pound the zone and and keep runners off the base as much as possible, we're, we're going to have a good weekend. 
Hunter, going back to, to Gage Wood, you know, he came on and also told us he had a lot of nicknames uh, that has been given to him since he's been at Arkansas. And uh, the Batesville Banger was one of the ones that uh, really stood out. He said he was a fat, he was called Fathead growing up. But were you involved in any of the nicknames that were made for Gage Wood, or was that uh, just something that uh, everybody else was involved in? You're like, okay, well, if that's his nickname, I guess that's what we're going to go with. Yeah, I think I think that uh, it's just been uh, it's just been a team thing, man. When uh, you know he'll come in the locker room, somebody will say something, and it, it'll just kind of kind of stick for a little bit, and then it'll be something else in, in a few weeks. So um, somebody said the other day called him pepperoni or something, and that stuck for a few days. So I don't know what that was about, but um, he didn't like that one. So I think that's why people kept calling him pepperoni, but. Um, yeah, he's he's uh Gage is Gage is awesome. He's got a really really cool personality and um everybody gets along with him so that I think I think that's why he gets he keeps getting thrown nicknames. Hey Hunter, just curious with the pitching staff, is there a guy that y'all consider to be kind of the psycho of the group? Is it Adcock or one of those guys? one of my buddies coached Adcock up at Crowder and said he, you know, likes to be that way a little bit. Just curious yeah. if there's anybody on the staff that, that y'all would consider to be that guy. Um, I'd say I'd say I'd probably say Gabe, um, just because yeah. the way that you know he he just has to put himself. Um, you know he's an ultra competitor, and uh, once he once he had a little bit of success, you know, at this level, you know, a few months ago, he kind of got his feet wet, and he was like, okay, I am good enough to pitch here, and and so now it's coming out like how big of a competitor he is. You know, we all see the videos after you know he strikes somebody out. He's got slobber coming out, and yep. he's uh you know fired up. So, um, I would say Gage and and um, Cody. Cody's the same way though. Cody Cody gets after it. He's uh he gets pumped up, and um, he he lo- he loves to compete. He loves the you know it's it's me versus it's gonna be my my best stuff versus your best stuff. Uh, I'm gonna throw it over the white and good luck. So uh, it's fun watching fun watching those two pitch. Well, Hunter, man, we really appreciate you joining us. I know it's uh, been a busy time and a busy week, and it's awesome to have you on, especially with all the accolades from this past performance. But I'm sure that you don't want this past week to be your best one. You want it the next one to be your best one. But good luck in, in Vanderbilt and Nashville. By the way, are you guys uh, traveling there? Are you already there already? Or are you guys uh, gonna get there tomorrow? What's the travel arrangements look like? Yeah, I think we're flying out about midday tomorrow. I okay. think uh, maybe like one or so. Okay, and then you're going to go straight to Hoover after that, or are you coming back to Fayetteville? Yeah, um, we're uh, fly out tomorrow, uh, play Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We're staying in Nashville Saturday night, and then I think we are driving to Hoover uh, Sunday morning. Okay, all right, so that way we know exactly what to expect. Well, hey, man, safe travels. Good luck against Vanderbilt this weekend, and good luck in the SEC tournament postseason. We appreciate you coming on, man, and Hopefully we're able to catch up with you later down the road. Let's get four more starts. Yeah, let's do Minimum, that. Four more, honestly, <laughs> yeah, four yeah, more times. Four more starts. That's what mm-hmm. I want. I want four more starts. All right, guys. Well, thank you all. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, man. Again, that was Hunter Holland, the Razorback pitcher, joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. So uh, we are up against. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we will get to Trigger Tuesday, as well as more of your phone calls and messages here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. the Bet Saracen Sports Wager app? Download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. This is Sports Center. The NBA Combine began yesterday with the athletic testing and measurements. Several Razorbacks took part in it. Anthony Black measured a little smaller than expected as he came in at 6'5 and 3 fourths without shoes and only a 6'7 wingspan. His max vertical leap was 39 inches. Jordan Walsh was the standout of the first days. He came in at 6'5 and 3 fourths with a near 7'2 wingspan and tested very well in the vertical with 36 inches, lane agility, three-quarter sprint, and also the shooting drills where he shot 64% on spot-up attempts. Ricky Council the fourth only did measurements. He came in at 6'5 with a 6'9 wingspan. Nick Spence Jr. declined to do the measurements and the testing. Of the four players, Jordan Walsh and Ricky Counselor are the only two that will be participating in the scrimmages that take place on Wednesday and Thursday. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. The Out of Bounds Hotline is presented by Jones & Son Diamond & Bridal Fine Jewelry. 
At Jones & Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry, they get their diamonds at the exact same place as the large national online retailers. But you pay less at Jones & Son. They have the quality selection and experience to make your jewelry shopping and purchase the way it should be. Hey, crazy month last month. Mitch making us take all that money off them trucks. Oh, Ryan, Mitch said 8000 off. Man, maybe this month would be a lot smoother. Gosh. Hey, guys, I got an idea to make it $10,000 off this month. How? We need extra trade-ins, right? With $2,000 trade-in incentives, you get $10,000 off all-new 23 Ram Bighorn trucks in stock. If you don't believe us, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Springs during the Memorial Day sales event. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, people are still looking for lending options, and you guys have it. You know, RJ, whether it's a home equity or a mortgage loan or even commercial lending, we're ready to help. And Chris, if you're not in the market for a loan right now, but you just have general banking needs, you guys have that covered as well. We have world-class respected products and highly competitive rates, all delivered by people that you know on a first-name basis. Experience the Southern Bank difference today by visiting bankwithsouthern.com. Southern Bank, member FDIC, equal housing. Office rentals, storage rentals, container sales, mobile container solutions has you covered. Call today and they'll get one on the way. 501-541-2600. That's 501-541-2600 for mobile container solutions. Crawfish season is finally back at Eat My Catfish. We've got fresh, live crawfish, and all you have to do is just add the fixins. Be sure to come see us or order online at eatmycatfish.com. Eat local, eat fresh, eat my catfish. This is Pat Bradley for Whit Davis Lumber Plus. Whit Davis Lumber Plus has been serving Central Arkansas for over 70 years. All the times you buy a lumber package, power equipment, tools, doors from their door shop, grills, gutters, insulation, you name it, this family-owned company appreciates it. They know you have options and are thankful you continue to choose Whit Davis as your preferred lumberyard and hardware store. So thank you, Whit Davis customers, for 70 years and looking forward to 70 more. Dr. Rick here. Another sign you're becoming your parents is getting particular about details that don't matter. The craziest thing happened when we got tacos the other day. Was it Wednesday or Thursday we got tacos? I know it wasn't Tuesday because that's when I went to my hairdresser. Shoot, what day was it? See how we all lost interest there? Progressive can't help you from becoming your parents, but we can help you compare rates on home insurance with HomeQuote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Make your tires shine with superior coverall tire shine at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Our professional parts people can help you choose the right cleaning supplies for your vehicle. Finish any great detail job with superior coverall tire shine. Right now, get two bottles for just $18. See store for details. Stop by your local O'Reilly Auto Parts or O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly Auto Parts Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market where they have sliced boar's head deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. How does Sam Pittman celebrate being bull eligible? Well, I believe I'm going to have me old cold beer. <laughs> And that's kind of what I like to do, you know. Do so. you need any company? Anybody want to come, but bring some, you know what I mean? <laughs> Thank Be you, Be baby. On 103.7 The Buzz. Going to get to Trigger Tuesday here on Out of Bounds. And one thing that never triggers us is Guatney Chevrolet. With interest rates continue to be a struggle for so many people out there. But it never rains at Guatney Chevrolet's parade, right? Across the entire Chevrolet lineup, Guatney is offering super low. We're talking super low, 1.9% on new Blazers, new Equinox, new Trailblazers, new Traverse, and new Silverados. Keyword there, new. Equipped with the powerful 2.7 Turbo Max engine for that Silverado as well. They're also still actively buying late model vehicles at Guadney Chevrolet. So if you have one to sell, just stop by for an appraisal, an offer, and let them write you up a check. It's as simple as that. If you still owe on the vehicle, they will pay it off 
It really is that easy. Get 90 days, no payments, and also those pre-owned vehicles that are good enough for mom. So check them out today at Guadney Chevrolet, 1301 TPY Drive in Jacksonville. And never forget that Guadney Chevrolet is Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer. Guadney Chevrolet, and shop them online today at GuadneyChevrolet.com. Appreciate Hunter Holland joining us in the previous segment. Trent Daniel had to bounce out, but once again, appreciate Trent coming in. Uh, as well as part of Lift Truck Service Center. You can check them out at lifttruckserviceinc.com. And uh, it was something that we were talking with Trent uh, during the commercial break. Joe, it's crazy just to think that you know nowadays you can just have a student-athlete, a current student-athlete, you know, on a radio show or talk to them and you know, do stuff with NIL and everything because you know, two years ago it was like, no, nope, can't do anything. But now <laughs> it's like, hey, you want to come on? Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, it's just amazing how it, it's all just changed where you can get that access now here. So it's awesome. Yeah, before everything, you had to uh, contact the media department through the university and get everything lined up, and now you can contact them directly. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, always a lot easier for everybody involved. But we appreciate Hunter Holland coming on. It was really cool. And, folks, we'll have that uh, interview post up on all of our uh, podcast network. And also you can go back and rewatch our live video stream on our YouTube page at 103.7 The Buzz. But it is a Trigger Tuesday, so let's go ahead and jump into what's triggering us in the world of sports. I'm angry. I'm, I'm spitting angry. I'm like a tornado of anger swirling about. My heart rate is dangerously high right now. Triggered Tuesday, where you let everyone know what's offended you in the world of sports on Out of Bounds. All right, it is a Trigger Tuesday. A few things that is bothering us, because again, it could be a, a lot of different things, but this one is more of annoying in the framing. I, I think if you all know what framing is, especially in news and in sports, it's a story where it's like framed a certain way to make you start to believe one side or the other, or make you feel a certain way. And I felt like this was a way that uh, so many people have talked about with Rory McIlroy and the topic of Live Golf, because we know Live Golf had the event this past weekend there in Tulsa. And uh, Rory McIlroy was asked about it during a news conference ahead of the PGA Championship, which, of course, is going to be at the Oak Hill Country Club. And he was asked by a reporter to look into his crystal ball and project where professional men's golf will be in three years. His response was, I don't have a crystal ball. So then the follow-up was, well, do you not want to speculate? And he goes, no. And then later a reporter asked uh, McElroy if it was a conscious thing for him to sidestep the Live Golf PGA Tour narrative going forward. He says, yeah. So very short, very, very, <laughs> like, like, go to the point there. But the way that it's framed, at least how ESPN did, and I saw other people do it, is like, outspoken Rory, suddenly quiet about live golf as if it was like some sort of negative thing i look at it from the perspective of we've talked about this rivalry going on i i'm sure at least again i'm not speaking for rory but i would think i'm like you know i'm sick of this i'm sick of tired about uh, tired of being asked about it i I don't want to continue to to talk about it anymore it's been going on for over a year now i just want to focus on these things and i guess the only way or the best way is i know i'm going to get asked the questions just give one word answers that don't matter and so but people are just, like, upset with him and saying, like, oh, now you're quiet about what happens. Like, man, just maybe the guy's just tired of talking about it. Maybe he's tired of being asked about it. I don't have a problem with it. In fact, I'm sure a lot of people in golf are just like, hey, we've heard enough about it. We know you guys don't like each other. We know the problems. But still, at the end of the day, let's just all play golf. So that, to me, is a trigger just the fact that people are trying to frame this story as some sort of, like, bad thing that he is finally being mom. It's like, no, I think he's just tired of talking about it and he wants to move on with his life. Yeah, kind of something in that same vein where Devontae Adams, he was a first-team All-Pro, and the narrative on him was that he had a down season. Well, the results are there because of the fact that he was a first-team All-Pro, but the narrative was there because of who he plays for, because he plays for the Raiders. The Raiders had a down season, but he still had really good numbers. And, of course, it's a team game, and it's not about individual accomplishments, but He said that he did feel a sense of relief simply because the narrative was put out there that he was only as good as he was because of Aaron Rodgers and playing with him. And so that gave him a sense of relief, the fact that he was a first-team All-Pro, and now you can't really say that anymore. But even with people realizing that he was a first-team All-Pro, they still tried to act like he had a down season in a sense. Kind of feel bad for people in that regard because it, it's it's not like it's purposeful or that they try to, but it's almost like they end up developing almost a resentment where it's like if you and I'm, and again I'm not saying this for Jamal and, and Aaron Rodgers, but it's like if they were cool, if they were good, if everything was okay, but then constantly people are saying, oh, you're not as good without Aaron Rodgers or whatever. 
you'd probably start to build up a little bit of resentment being like, no, I am better. And then it builds up a problem there. Like, I just feel like it could go all over the place and be a really bad deal. So, uh, also something else. Ultimately, that, though, he did give right. a lot of credit to Aaron Rodgers, but he was just happy to accomplish that. So that, yeah. that kills that narrative. And he was hanging out with Aaron Rodgers at the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, so I, they're still really good friends. And, and that's the way I'm sure it's going to stay there that way, too. So, yeah, I'm with you. Also, uh, this I'm sure you, you heard it, Joe, and I uh, played the clip on it, but this uh, thing with Aaron Judge and the Blue Jays announcers, I mean, come on, guys. What are we doing here? All right, Buck. So you and I looked at each other at the same moment right when we saw this yeah. three pitches ago. Watch what he's looking at. Yeah. What is that? Where is he looking? Where is he looking? And he did it more than once. Yeah. Yeah. It was really, really unusual. (laughs) But you and I both looked at each other when we saw that. Like, Like, did you see what I saw? And you don't want to go, you know, throwing allegations around without knowing, but no. And you know what? Yeah, I I have had guys look back when I was catching, and, and you obviously could see it, and he... He couldn't see the catcher with the way he was looking right there. Yeah, just did it again. And he pummeled it. He hit it a country mile for his second home run of the night. Well, okay, here's the thing. That, the, the color commentator sounds funny, uh, just the way he talks. But I don't know. It's just like you don't want to throw allegations around. But they throw, throw, throw allegations around as if he was cheating when he was looking over to the dugout. I'm like, man, God. That's dumb. Like I, I get like if there's something to it, then okay. But you're talking about just looking over there. Must be cheating. Uh, I felt like that was just way over the top. And the way that he looked, I mean, it's a quick glance. Yeah. It was like he cut his eyes there. So even if he is trying to pick up on some signs or whatever, he wouldn't have been able to pick it up that quickly. But of course, he was asked about it after the game, and he said they were they had that game well in control. They're up six nothing at the time, and there's a lot of chirping going on from the dugout. So. Ultimately, Aaron Boone got thrown out of the game because of some bad pitch calls when Aaron, Aaron Judge was at the plate at that time. So he said he kept looking into the dugout to try to get those guys to calm down so that they would stop chirping at the umps and keep Aaron Boone from getting thrown out of the game. But it, it still happened where he got thrown out of the game. Yeah, I, I just thought it was like, listen, if there's something like what we saw at the Astros and all that, there's some merit or, or you know, something like ex- extraordinary or weird Okay, but if you're talking about him just looking over there, I don't throw allegations around, but... It was just a quick cut of his eyes. It wasn't like he looked in there for a few seconds where he would have been able to pick up on something that they were trying to signal him from the dugout. And even with that, they give signs from the dugout when you're at bat. I know. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't understand, like, why that would be the place you would go unless there was some sort of, like, personal vendetta. Uh, from it, but either way, that was really annoying, and that was something that was also very triggering. Uh, before we take our final break, though, let's uh, squeeze David, who's in Cersei on the line. What's up, David? Hey, guys. I appreciate you taking my call. Uh, if you're allowing uh, us to drive today, Go ahead. I've got a big one. <laughs> I called in a couple of weeks ago on the West Chested Show and uh, aired this drive, and immediately when I hung up, I had friends texting me, it's about time someone said something. Listen, we have to pay a little extra for SEC Plus, ESPN Plus to watch the Razorback game. That's no big deal. Hey, this is America. I'm proud to be able to watch it. However, could someone please ask whoever's in charge of the telecast, can you please raise the center field camera to where the viewers can at least see home plate? If the up is given four inches off the outside corner against left-handers, left-handed batters. We can't tell. All we know is that the the uh, players are irate. It looks outside to me. Well, how do we know? On the softball game, you can see home plate perfectly well. You know if the ball is two inches inside or an inch outside. Listen, they can do much better than this, and the viewers deserve to see home plate. So please, please, could someone please mention it to someone who could possibly do something about this. 
All right, David. Great call and great trigger. We'll do our best to make that happen. But we're up against it. Three and out coming up next. Jacob Jones. For the month of May, we invite you to Jones & Sons Spring Bridal Event. That's right. You're invited to take advantage of exclusive savings, extensive designer lines, and an incredible event-only diamond selection. We brought six of the world's top designers together with Jones & Sons' legendary staff of jewelers in our massive showroom to make your engagering dreams come true. Come in and see, touch, and dream while meeting with our diamond specialists and get the best pricing of the year. This month only at Jones and Sons Spring Bridal Event in West Little Rock. Shop online at jonesandson.com. Hey, I saw your car in Marketplace. When can I look at it? How about midnight at the truck stop? Buying a vehicle shouldn't be a risky venture. See Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock and know exactly what you're getting when it comes to quality pre-owned vehicles. At Guadney, make a clean trade with a clean title and clear, simple finance options. Shopping new, Sierra 1500 at just 0.9%. GMC Terrain at just 1.9%. And how about anything on our lot with no payments for 90 days. Try finding that on Marketplace. Know what you're getting at Guatney Buick GMC. Hey, by any chance does the title say rebuilt? Absolutely not. The title says salvage. And that means foreign. Yeah, it's going to be a hard pass. I'm headed to Guatney Buick GMC. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC. We are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. If you got a birthday, anniversary, graduation, or other celebration coming up, you can celebrate your event in style with a private VIP section and bottle service at Brewskies. Each Brewskies VIP section comes with your own server, no line, no wait entry, and a complimentary bottle of champagne to get the party started only at Brewskies. It's Taco Tuesday at Brewskies. $1.50 street tacos, $5 signature 22-ounce margaritas, $3 Jose shots, and trivia at 7 p.m. Taco Tuesday day at Brewski's. After I drop the kids off, I have to run across town for a meeting, hit the gym during lunch, Jake has soccer tonight, and Emily has gymnastics? Oh, did I turn on the crock pot this morning? (laughs) With a never-ending to-do list, it's easy to forget something important, like setting up a life insurance plan with Shelter Insurance. Your local shelter agent can show you how to create a safety net for your family. Shelter Life Insurance Company, Columbia, Missouri. For a free insurance review, see shelter agent Jeff Hodge or Jay Helm in Little Rock or Bo Beavis in Cabot. Every day, we do one thing, and we do it at the highest level. We formed Arkansas Urology more than 25 years ago. And ever since, our world-class team has gained experience and expertise in every aspect of urology. Today, you'll find our state-of-the-art facilities across Arkansas, where the latest technologies are used in innovative ways by skilled specialists who are dedicated to one thing, improving lives every day. Schedule your appointment at ArkansasUrology.com. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. This ad is paid for by the settlement specialist. Non-Hodgkin's lymphoma is one of the most common cancers in the United States. If you or a loved one was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup Weed Killer, you could be entitled to cash compensation. Bayer, the owner of Roundup, will pay more than $10 billion to cancer victims of Weed Killer Roundup. Call our Weed Killer Cancer Hotline now to see if you're entitled to cash compensation. Roundup has been one of the most commonly used herbicides in the U.S. If you or someone you love has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were exposed to Roundup, call now. Our team is here to fight for everyday people and to get you the compensation you may deserve. If you or a loved one has been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and were regularly exposed to Roundup Weed Killer, even if the loved one has passed away, call 800-737-9455 now to see if you are entitled to compensation. But hurry, time is limited. Call 800-737-9455. 800-737-9455. Check out Hogs Meat Market's monthly specials and meat packages at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here.
All right, it is time for Three and Out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. Uh, first off, uh, there is a report that's going on, and of course we know college sports is always a pretty crazy thing as it is, and with conference realignment and, and all that, sometimes it can be really hard to keep up with, but felt like maybe it slowed down. Well, not according to a few reports where the ACC maybe have seven teams that are looking to leave the conference and be a part of a super conference. And of those seven teams, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, NC State, Virginia, and Virginia Tech are the, quote, magnificent seven schools that apparently are looking to have met the past several months with lawyers and seeing how breakable it is to get out of the conference. Now, does that mean they're joining the Big Ten or the SEC? Does that even mean it's going to happen? Not at this point in time, but it certainly is a crazy thing that could end up happening sooner rather than later, as we know schools are trying to jump ship and make the most money. But could you imagine to where you have a lot of those schools in the ACC or maybe it's split between Big Ten and SEC? Who knows? But uh, that could be coming here pretty soon. And uh, it just shows you that conference alignment and expansion in college sports is uh, definitely not over with just yet. Joe Burrow is in contract negotiations to get an extension with the Bengals. And we know that he may become one of the higher paid quarterbacks in the league because he'll be the next in line. But he said he also has teammates in mind whenever thinking about going through these contract negotiations and, and getting a deal for himself. There are other guys on the team that they're trying to get new contracts. So he said that that's part of the uh, negotiations overall and keeping that in mind that they can't take up so much of the money because you want to be able to keep some of those key pieces in place to make sure that you have certain players around you. Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, those are a couple of guys that will be looking for new contracts also. So Joe Burrow said not only is he thinking about him, but he, he thinks about not only with the receivers that are on offense, but defensive players are going to be key to the team overall. Said he thinks about everything in these contract negotiations. Is uh, I saw that he's got the headband now too. I guess that's his new look going with it. So hey, whatever it takes. Uh, so this was not necessarily news, but still something that uh, came out on the Howard Stern show. You had Jerry Seinfeld, which we all know about Seinfeld and uh, the success that he's been as a comedian. But he went into detail talking about. Uh, the show Seinfeld, which we know, it's one of my favorite shows of all time, and I know uh, so many of you love it out there, too. But he was asked about, back in 1998 when the show ended, was he offered more money to go to 10 seasons? And he said, yes, he himself was offered $110 million just to make one more season of Seinfeld. Well, that's a lot of money now, but folks, think about that 25 years ago. That's what we're talking about and just how much that was. So uh, kudos to him. I could not imagine turning down that much money just to make one more season of that show that was so successful. But he stuck with it, hasn't looked back, and yet he's still doing a lot of big things and making a lot of money doing it. Former US, UFC heavyweight champion Francis Ngannou, he signed with PFL. And Jake Paul recently signed with PFL also. So he posted welcoming Francis Ngannou. He says, Francis, welcome to the PFL. This is massive, massive, massive news in MMA. Congratulations, Francis. You deserve this. The best heavyweight in the blanking world to the PFL. So excited. Let's go. I saw some uh, viral videos going around earlier today, and one of them was in Toronto where there was a street fight going on, which, you know, fighting you should never do, especially out in public and whatnot. But the craziest thing about this was the fact that one guy came out and used his pet snake as a weapon. More of just like a threat out there. And I started thinking, I was like, that's insane. That's great. But wait a minute. That's actually a pretty brilliant thing. Because I'm telling you right now, I, I've never really been in a fight, nor do I want to really be in a fight unless I absolutely have to. But if somebody brought out a snake and started using that, I'm like, you know what? I probably would stop fighting. So that was a good way, to, a quick way to end the fight itself by just using this pet snake. Don't know if it's venomous. Don't really care. It's a snake. I don't want to take my chances. So if you ever uh, want to get out of a fight, maybe that's uh, something you just need to carry around with you as a pet snake. With Bronny going to USC... USC head coach Andy Enfield said that there's a narrative out there that they are hovering parents, LeBron and Savannah. He says that that's not the case. They've been extremely supportive and uh, getting Bronny to USC. And they're going to do what is best for Bronny moving his career forward, not only at USC, but trying to get him to the next level. But he says that they are not hovering parents with LeBron and Savannah. So no needs to worry there. 
So we always know about TVs nowadays and, and just the way that you can get, like, they're, they're so cheap uh, and in some cases. And 55-inch 4K TVs, you know, something that's big. Well, there's a company called Tele that's out there that it's a startup company, and they will send you a free 55-inch 4K TV for free. Like, that. there's no catch anything for free, except that it runs ads 24-7 in a 9-inch little square down in the right corner below. So that's the question that you may have out there, folks. How much do you really want a free TV where constantly ads are going to be running in this little 9-inch box on your TV? Is it worth a free 4K TV? I guess you'll find out for yourself, but uh, my thing is is if they uh, put that out there, I'm sure there's a way to bypass it, but still, if you're interested in that, it's telly, uh, free telly. Just go check them out on uh, Twitter and on Facebook and get you a free television with some ads. WNBA season gets started this weekend coming up, and the defending champs, Las Vegas Aces, they've been hit with some penalties. They lost a 2025 first-round draft pick. They already didn't have a 2024, so that's why you go to the next year. Losing the first-round draft pick, and head coach Becky Hammond has been suspended for two games for violating league rules regarding impermissible player benefits and workplace policies in this Revolves around De'Erica Hamby, who was recently traded to the L.A. Sparks, and she is currently pregnant and will miss this WNBA season. But she said with some of the backlash coming from the Las Vegas Aces and the organization there that it's taken a toll on her during her pregnancy. So I really love Lil Wayne. I always loved his music, especially when I was in high school and in college. But uh, he was on uh, playing in a concert, and apparently after 30 minutes he stopped the show. And after that, he just left the concert all entirely. Was he sick? Does he have vocal cord problems? Because we know that's a thing in concerts. Nope. He just did not think that the crowd's energy was good enough. And according to sources, they said that they weren't vibing enough with his people that are on the stage and getting after it. And so he says, we appreciate it, but we ain't about to be bending over backwards for these folks. We work too hard for this bleep. We work way too hard. Uh, The How to Love rapper, of course, told... Uh, uh, source there too so anyways I was pretty impressed by it. I was like listen I love Lil Wayne but sounds like if you're at a show you better be vibing you better have the energy or else he's going to just drop out and leave immediately so uh, keep that in mind Kelly Osborne recently on Today with Hoda and Jenna she spoke about how her son has changed her life her son that she shares with Sid Wilson from Slipknot I have a beautiful little baby boy and he is my reason for living, my reason for getting up in the morning. My whole life revolves around him and now I understand what the word purpose really means. Oh my God. How do you, how, I mean, and like this is like sort of a cliche question because it's everything, Mm. but how has he changed you, do you feel like? In every way that you could possibly be changed, Mm -hmm. I have been changed. Mm -hmm. Because it's not about me anymore. Mm -hmm. It's about him. Mm. And it's, you know, I just, my big, the biggest compliment that anyone can ever say to me is, you have a really happy baby. Yeah. And I'm like, thank you, because that's all that matters to me is that he is happy. Also, uh, why are we having Martha Stewart on the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition cover? <laughs> they keep trying to push that age up. It was set at 75 last year. Now it's 81 with Martha Stewart. Uh, who asked for that? I don't know. But uh, well, at least it get talked about here on a radio show. They got that at least. Appreciate everybody listening in to Out of Bounds today. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbor. Same sports show, same sports channel. Tomorrow afternoon, stay tuned, folks. We got Drive Time Sports coming up next. Don't miss the Memorial Day sale at Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor for a limited time only. Enjoy up to 50% off store-wide. Plus, with extended hours, it's the perfect time to shop. They're more than a recliner store. Kick off summer with something new in every room of your home. Living rooms, dining rooms, bedrooms, and accessories galore. With special financing offers to make your dream home a reality. Don't miss out. Visit Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor in Shackleford Galleries,